0: Welcome to the Sales Development Podcast, your go-to resource for all things pipeline and revenue production in the tech sales world. Technology marketing, sales development, sales, and revenue operations have combined to create the go-to market engine, fueling the success of SaaS startups and established companies alike. Each week, the Sales Development Podcast dives deeply into the strategies, tactics, people, processes, and technology that fuels the revenue machine. The Sales Development Podcast is brought to you by TenBound. Get more free resources, insights, and intelligence today at TenBound.com. And be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube.
1: Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am joined today by Manny Iyer, the leader of the team over at Kwanzu. Manny, thank you so much for coming on.
2: Thanks for having us, David. I'm looking forward to the conversation here.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've been diving in on the tech stack for sales development and sales and marketing in general. And what you've been developing has been quite phenomenal. And you're coming out with some new solutions as well. So I wanted to find out from you, what is the problem that you're trying to solve? And then can we go into how you go about solving it in a unique way?
2: Yeah, David, absolutely. So Quanzu has been around for several years. We originally started, we certainly focus on B2B companies. That's our core customer base. Within B2B, we sell primarily into software companies, IT services company. You know, core core client base is mid-market companies, you know, 100 to 500 million in revenue. And then we also have, um, you know, high-tech startups that use our platform. Now, the other segments, I would say we are doing more of a channel play, you know, working with uh, partners who are, marketing agencies, sales agencies, and others. The problem we focused on solving is really around, we're calling it B2B pipeline growth. So it's a pipeline growth platform. A couple of years ago, we were positioned more as an ABM platform. I'm sure some of your you know, folks uh, who are listening might be familiar with ABM tools and platforms. Now, some of the key things we noticed as the key problems that B uh, 2 you know, B2B company is trying to solve, we really are trying to focus on, I'm going to call it, Let's make them heroes, right? So heroes out of the head of growth, head of demand gen, the head of inside sales, and then all supported by rev ops, so marketing ops, sales ops. So if you look at it, and I'll just put up a couple of slides here just to kind of, you know, elaborate on this a little bit. But the first thing we find is this is a core problem. A lot of B2B companies are trying to, you know, solve for how do you build a richer and deeper early stage pipeline? Well, what are the challenges there? why do so many companies struggle with a broken pipeline, early stage pipeline? Well, one problem they're all trying to solve for is how do you generate more high-quality leads? Right, Not enough high-quality leads is one problem. Second is not enough in-market accounts. These are accounts that are showing buying signals all across the web that should be easily actioned by the sales team. The third problem they try to solve for is they just aren't getting enough of the buyers and the companies they want to go after coming into their website. So that's the not enough qualified site traffic problem. So this is certainly what we've set out to solve for. And here's how we are doing it for them. First up is to hone in on the right buyers coming into their website. We have some unique technology. We call it buyer resolution technology. We are able to literally figure out who these people are down to the person, David. That's pretty innovative in the industry now. It's something we've brought to market in the last year or so, and we've seen a good success starting early this year in 2023. What we're able to do is literally turn hundreds of thousands of buyers coming into the site into actionable leads. We call them tier three leads that can be funneled over to the SDR or BDR team. So it's fully data privacy compliant. So that would be something we think quite interesting right, to to your audience. The second thing is the right account. Like I said, companies struggle with making sure their SDRs, BDRs are actioning the right accounts on a daily basis. So we have a way to combine all the intent data, intent signals coming from multiple sources, having a way to combine all the signals and have a unified rank or score. So the right accounts are actioned right, by the SDR team every month. So David, that's the right account. right? That's the second component. The third struggle for companies is not even having the right data in the first place. right? So we are able to provision the data that companies need, be it marketing data, sales data for use across marketing and sales, lots of B2B profiles, B2C profiles, data. And what's interesting about our data set, David, is that we have the connected needs, hems, cookies, device IDs. So it makes it very easy to sell highly targeted advertising to the same buyer that the company is going after. That the customer is going after. So that's the right data story of our capability. The fourth is when we say right message, it's really through advertising. So we're talking highly targeted one-to-one advertising to the right companies, the right accounts, you know, right buyers, etc. cetera. And last but not least is the right insights. And insights is, you know, is this really working? Right. And I, can I do what I need to do? Right. And so this is the interesting part for the marketing folks. Now, let me go back and kind of dive deeper into what we can do for the sales folks. First up is this one here, which is for the right buyers. We actually have an interface, which is a web interface. It's available for sales, SDRs, BDRs, outsource SDR teams, BDR teams. Maybe you don't want to give them access to your CRM, but you want to give them access to all the data on all the buyers that are coming to the client's website. So that's what's interesting about this. Imagine having that power for your external SDR team to know which buyers are hitting the demo page, the pricing page, the contact us page, we call them high value pages and then literally have high value leads for them to action right away. I hope that makes sense, David. So that's the first thing we do on the buyer side. On the account side, like we talked about, we can literally surface the account that are showing buying signals and buying intent. Now, the other cool thing here is the ability to drill down. So you can actually go within an account. We can show the individual buyer's journey through different pages all across the site. What pages did they visit? right? When was it? When was the activity? So this really individual buyer level journey data is, again, we think super valuable, right? And interesting for salespeople. And we can also have the ability to tag those pages to say, this page is around product X, this page is around product Y. You know, are they going for any specific product? Then the SDR can actually message, right? And follow up sales cadence emails around that particular product. So this is just a little bit of a view around buyer journey, buyer details, resolution rates we've seen, Again, you know, we can guarantee specific level of resolution, but still it'll be well north of typical form fill rates. If you see on a website, people may see half a percent, maybe 2%. This will take them well into the you know high single digits all the way into double digits. We've seen as high as 30%, right? Hope that makes sense. This is a little bit of the view for marketers and kind of marketer capabilities, but we can obviously get into that a little bit more. From here, I'm happy to get into, David, if you like, into the tech stack and how our technology kind of fits into a company's current go-to-market stack. What are your thoughts on that? Would that be of interest?
1: Very interesting. And a question I would have is if a company comes to you and they've got a sort of an unstructured database for their SDR team or their sales team, they have some idea about what a good account looks like and what a good buyer looks like just through their own experience and their own ability to prioritize. It's really sort of a green open space for you. How would you work with those companies to begin to organize the database in this way?
2: That's a great question, David. What we do do a very, you know, it's very typical for us is early on in our engagement, we definitely work with, you know, the head of growth, head of demand gen, as well as, you know, some of their leadership to make sure we align around their go to market which means making sure aligned align with their leadership around what are the ICP or ICPs in the case of a mid-market, you know, marquee customer, client of ours, you know, see one example here, automatic WordPress that we're working with. So understanding the ICP, having a common understanding around the ideal customer profile, the buying groups, the buyer personas, those are all things we align around. And each of the ICPs, then we end up defining different segments that they want to pursue. The segments may be around the product that they want to go land at a particular set of companies. It may be a specific industry. It may be a specific revenue range, company size, you name it, right? So there's different ways companies do segmentation. We've also done some campaigns with segmentation around competitors. So they want to go do a competitive win or a takeaway, right, around specific segments. And then that kind of informs the data that we need to extract. As you, If you remember, we showed you this huge database that we have as our backend database. We would then carve out and build out the set of accounts and the, buy and the contacts and the buyers that they would need. And then we would literally provision them right into their marketing automation and their CRM. So I hope that answered your question there.
1: Yeah. And if you were coming up a level to where it's an enterprise account and there's multiple ideal customer profiles and multiple ideal personas, how do you work with the larger companies like that to be able to... Organize it in a way that's useful.
2: That's a great question. Let me actually address that, you know, by just moving on. And this is some impact metrics, but let's table this for now. Let's go to answer your question. Here's how we think of pipeline development. Pipeline development for us today is very messy. It's uncoordinated. It's a heavy lift for the RevOps people, marketing ops, sales ops. And the reason is that there's all of these tools and they all kind of have some data flowing from one to the other but those aren't necessarily coordinated. Those aren't necessarily all aligned, right? And the data doesn't really properly, you know, stitch together across all these systems. If you look at all the external sources, you got your paid media, right? Leads, traffic, publisher data that comes in, SMRush and other type of data and tools. So one of the things we've built out is this, we call it a backbone platform. It's almost like a core platform that sits behind some of the other tools, but then it plugs in and then it literally connects all those tools to be able to do, true pipeline you know development across all these tools which means we simplify and unify the coordination right here's a little bit more detail on how that works so for example here's our backbone platform on the website we connect and we read and track all the web activity right from what's going on on the website we then Write the data. If you remember, we talked about the real buyer identity. You know what we call the tier three leads. Tier one is typically request a demo form that they fill out on their website, right? Some prospect does. Uh, tier two might be somebody who downloaded a piece of content or a webinar, right? Tier three is kind of identifying the next set of buyers who so just doing different actions on the site. So that's what we're doing here, and we're able to write that data down to the buying group, buyer personas of interest into the marketing automation flows over to the CRM, and then that's action by the salespeople. We also talked about writing data with accounts. This is the master database back backend. Sales execution, we leave it to the tools like Salesloft, Outreach and others to do that actual sales cadences. However, we have the ability to read that from the CRM and then to be able to build what we call a top account dashboard for customers to be able to action that. The leadership should be able to have some visibility. Hopefully this gives you a sense. I wanna now switch gears and talk about what you asked, which is how is this gonna work as you go into larger and larger organizations one of the things, the way the whole platform is built and architected, David, is we have the ability to set up what we call workspaces. So you can have different divisions or lines of business of a large enterprise can be set up with their own workspace. So all of the data from the systems that they care about is flowing into their workspace. And then the corporate level leadership can still have what called a cross-workspace dashboard so they can get visibility and insights into what's going on across the entire organization. But any one division department can then action just the products or product lines that, and then they can have certain parts of the website that's specific to their products and solutions. Literally all that data can be flowing into that division's workspace. I hope that kind of answers the question. So it's about configuring it. So it's a multi-tenant, which what's called multi-tenant. You can have different instances for different departments or divisions, and then they still have the ability to kind of bring all the data together. And I hope that answers that.
1: it does, and I'm assuming that that's similar with outsource. You mentioned the outsource SDR industry, which is a huge opportunity. They're managing multiple accounts that are all separate, and they've got all their own CRMs and stuff like that. How do you work with them?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because we're pretty excited about this. Let me just take you to a website and show you something. Literally, the pages just went live. We have solutions specifically for outsourced agencies, outsourced, call it agencies, publishers. And there it's about offering our entire capability as a white label. So imagine, let me minimize this, but you get the idea, right? So uh, they can literally white label the entire Kwanzaa B2B pipeline growth platform and then set up, you know, we can set up what we call separate accounts, like a marketer account for each of their clients that they're working with. And then we can also have a sales interface that's specific to that particular client with both the web interface within the within the app.quanzo app, or there's an in-CRM interface that can be made available to their specific client and then goes into the CRM of that particular customer. But their entire outsourced SDR, BDR teams can be working just using our app, as I said, web app. And they can literally brand it and personalize and customize it. So it looks like it's theirs as far as as the end customer is concerned. Oh, my God. And so all of the activity that we are grabbing from the website of that one client is going into that one marketer instance and that one set of sales interfaces. So they can literally have any one SDR, BDR, work on one customer and then do the work for that one particular customer at a time and then switch over and work on the next one. So it's pretty, pretty simple and straightforward to set up.
1: Just by switching. And it's almost like the backbone of your go-to-market where you've got this, like the other slide that you said, the backbone of all these different systems going into Kwanzu. And so if you're that SDR working at a outsource agency, you would have multiple dashboards that you would just go to based on the client that you're working on.
2: No, it's even web one web interface, you literally switch. There's a little toggle up at the top corner. You you just go switch from one client to the next to the next. And Mm -hmm. then you literally are working then in the interface that's specific with the data for that one particular client that you're working on.
1: Okay, that is amazing. Okay, so and then if the client in that case, not to get too technical, but the client in that case has their own database that they're working on. And then the outsourced agency has Quanzu. How do you tap into the client's database or do you have to get a file from them and put it into Quanzu?
2: The whole point is to eliminate that business of files and spreadsheets going back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. So for the outsource model, the way it would work is the client and the inside sales leader on the client side would say, here is a list of 2000 accounts that I'm going to now farm out and give to SBR team one. He has another 2,000 account, I'm going to go to SDR Team 2. So that part, that handoff and stuff is banished to an admin interface on our side. So basically that configuration gets done. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how that would be done, which means SDR Team 1 can only see the 2,000 account that the client has provisioned to them for actioning, right? And, and the data we show in our sales interface will be limited to the accounts that are assigned to that particular SDR team, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does. And this is a relatively new option that you've created with the white labeling.
2: Correct. The white label is relatively new. You know, we've been working, going direct to these mid-market accounts and, you know, startup customers and so on. We do have interest from some mid-market agencies, you know, all the way to mid-market publishers. But yes, I do want to be clear that, yes, the white label offering is pretty, fairly new. And then we also do not have, you know, for full disclosure, we don't have any SDR teams on that white label piece yet. We do have one mid-market plan that wants to roll it out to a couple of outsourced SDR BDR teams. So we're in the process of doing that.
1: That's amazing. Okay. So looking forward, as you're rolling out uh, Kwanzu 2.0, I guess, <laughs> or 3.0, <laughs> what's your main push for your ideal client profile and customer?
2: More mid-market customers in 100 to 500 million revenue all going all the way up to the into the upper mid-market. We do have a bunch of them engaging with us. So both of them would be, we think will see tremendous value from us. We are literally, you know, we're significantly better value than some of the other ABM companies, ABM platforms that are out there. Having said that, I want to be clear, if they have an existing ABM platform, we tell them keep it, use it, leverage it to, to its full potential. We bring a lot of very complementary capabilities and maybe, we, you know, given a few minutes left, you know, maybe, David, we should go there. So this is sort of just explaining, if you look at a high level, the positioning around what they get from Kwanzu, which is what we talked about, which is this unified ranking and scoring of accounts. We call it real buyer identity. Some of these are pretty unique to us that they can get. And then they can then think of us as the guy sitting right in the middle where marketing meets sales where you have growth and demand working hand-in-hand with inside sales and supported by RevOps. If you look at a lot of the ABM platforms, people are using it. But a lot of the use cases we've seen is around building segments with accounts, trying to drive more engagement from those accounts by running different kinds of marketing campaigns. That's really what we've seen as a primary use case around ABM platforms today. So we're filling in the gaps with this backbone that you know literally every one of these companies can use. And then they would continue to use, from our perspective, Saves Loft, Outreach, a variety of these sales email cadence tools. They'll continue to use the Claries and the of the world, right, for what they do. Got it. We really are focused on bringing all the data, the insights that is really actionable data and insights, right, for the entire sales team. What's interesting is we've seen usage all the way from SDRs, BDRs, to account executives, relationship managers, customer success managers, literally down the funnel for the unique kind of data that we bring to the table.
1: Of course, you know, the go-to-market team, really. And when you interact with potential customers or you get inbound leads for Kwanzu, who is the usual person that you're interacting with at first at the companies?
2: That's a great question. We are seeing a lot of the time uh, somebody in demand gen or growth kind of function reaches out to us. We're also seeing now, you know, a lot of companies also relying on, I call them external experts, you know, guys who are really, really smart, savvy folks who really understand all this tech and how to make it work. So people with a lot of strong RevOps background, you know, but then they play critical influencer role and in even guiding customers in terms of what tools they should look at, what should they do around tools consolidation, and so on and so forth. We think the head of sale, head of inside sales, SDRs, BDRs, we've also seen some of those. In fact, we've had some referrals all the way to, for example, the VP of North American Strategy, North American Sales, who then referred us into their head of uh, sales operations. We've Mm -hmm. also had some conversations start there on that side too. It's been a mix. Budgets, as I said, sometimes for the lower tier products, there's budget and sales. But as you go up the tiers, we find the budgets tend to be more on the CMO and the marketing side.
1: Yeah. It seems like it would be hard to pin down, you know, who you should be talking to because it's like that backbone. You know, it's going across several different people at the go to market organization.
2: Yeah. But like I said, we've really figured out, okay, you know, the head of growth, head of demand gen, and the head of inside sales, the more they learn about our product, we think they can really influence the utilization of this within their companies. Yeah. Well, I have to
1: say, you know, from this SDR point of view, it's such a difficult job and it's getting harder every day to get any response or any you know, interest from the market. And it seems like having a tool like this to be able to help prioritize that and get in front of the right people is invaluable.
2: It's funny. I think I was on a call the other day with the head of growth and he said, nowadays, SDRs literally have to be like a Inspectors, you know, detectives. <laughs> They're doing forensic analysis almost of the data and to figure out what to say. It's become a much more tricky role for sure, right? The days of just banging away on the phone or sending out some stock emails, it's long gone.
1: It's long gone. It really is. It's almost separating the signal from the noise. So there's just so much information out there and so much spam and noise for executives like you. I mean, I'm sure you're getting the SDR calls, you know, that are coming to you. And you have to bring something different and some insights that are relevant to the person that you're calling, or you have nothing, you have no chance. This really can potentially provide that in a systematic way. Absolutely, David. That's great. And so, Manny, you know, obviously we want to get in touch with you. How do we learn more about this? And you had some case studies as well that you can send people. What's the best way to contact you?
2: Absolutely. I mean, you know, website is a great resource, at uh, ponzu.com. They're welcome to also write an email message if they would like to info at ponzu.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I would welcome any kind of uh, direct you know, bookings that they want, you know, calendly.com slash Money I-Y-E-R-M-A-N-I. So any one of those, more than happy to talk to any of the folks in your circle, David. I know you have a tremendous amount of you know, these folks who engage quite a bit on uh, 10 Bound and your various uh, podcasts, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate you coming on. I think this is really going to be a critical piece of infrastructure and more people need to know about this. And so I hope that we can make that connection. Manny, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you, David. We'll be in touch. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10Bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10Bound.com.